everybody, and welcome back to How to Ruin a Good Walk and episode 15. We've got special guest Tom Murray on the show. And um, as you probably heard in the past, uh, a few stories of when I used to caddy for Tom, uh, we've only just touched the surface on them. So uh, we're going to get straight into them in the first bit of, well, I'm going to clarify me and you, team us as choppers in this instant, in certain scenarios. I think I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with that. Right. So I want to start, I don't want to start where I think you know I want to start. I want to start with when we took a Ford Fiesta into the Kruger National Park. Up, uh, <laughs> first of all, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> everybody else, right? To pay, just painted a picture. Everybody else was there like, oh yeah, we'd be on a great, uh, on like the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Uh, we'd be on like a great little um, safari, done it in the evening, watch the sunset. I thought, fuck it, sounds expensive that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to drive it. Cheap, cheap northerners will take a fiesta in. Yeah. Up a dirt track. Get, uh, did we get a puncher the first time or second I think first? it was the second time. I, I can't remember what time we got a puncher. But I remember... Wait, hold on. You did it twice? Yeah, yeah, You did it yeah, once yeah. before. You know what? Once isn't enough. <laughs> Let's take Mate, the fiesta back in the national... I'll tell you what, though. We got bloody park. great value for money. We saw yeah. leopards. We saw, we saw literally leopards. And they went back to the, the house where we were staying. Um, and the, the two guys are like, no, you haven't. I'm like, yeah, we have. Like, people pay... They said, like, people pay hundreds of pounds to go and see leopards. And you just... And we... Yeah, we we just yeah. had no clue, like, how lucky we got, didn't we, with the leopard. We saw a family of leopards, I think. First, first drive into the park in our little hire car, and we just thought, oh, cool, yeah, everyone must see them. Like, yeah, standard cool. Leicester Zoo, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there was this abide park. Do you think it was gonna be a tarmac road? Well, it? well, let's the no, no, cage. let's clarify this. It is a tarmac road, it is, yeah. So you, you basically you go in, so you shot you in the foot, yeah, haven't you? Absolutely. <laughs> so you, you drive in and you go through that, like, it's big fancy gates. It's called like the Mapualanga gate, wasn't it? Or something like that. Malalang gate, I think. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> and like you go in, it's like tarmac road. And then me and Tim was, I remember driving and, and Tom was driving. And it's like little dirt tracks, but like roads, but dirt tracks. So we decided to drive down them, didn't we? Uh, so you went off the main road. Yeah. yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Nothing that was the mistake. First yeah. mistake that was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Oh my god! So we we decided to like turn off this little track. I, I can't remember if this is the first or the second time we did it, and we sort of go round this corner, round another corner, up a hill, and we go over this brow of the hill and turn right. And me and Tom just stop. Tom just stops the car. I'm obviously here taking photos, thinking, "Oh, it's great for the gram. That look at that, lovely." <laughs> like tapping me going like water buffalo each side oh, of the road. Scary. Must have been, been six, wasn't there? Yeah, within, but the, the 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 path was probably just wide enough for our car, wasn't it? Like just, <laughs> yeah. and we didn't want to be going like off road with them. They were scary, weren't they? Oh, like we, we, we literally we sat there. I think we sat in the car for like maybe two or three minutes. We didn't get out to clarify this. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> we just sat still though, and we're like shit, shit, shit. So I recorded the whole thing. I was driving yeah. through. Timo just belts it through. He's just going Foot to the floor. Shit, shit, shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I don't think we, we couldn't reverse we couldn't thing. yeah no. we couldn't so it was just literally foot to the floor as oh. fast as we could hope they don't move yeah yeah I mean floor. I'm glad there was not a camera inside because we would have looked like right fannies <laughs> <laughs> awful but like, I remember I, I must have that video somewhere on my old phones it was probably looking back on it like one of the funniest things, like, what were we doing? 
the video definitely wouldn't do it justice, would it? No. No, no like, I mean. these things, I kid you not. See, I'm picturing these being massive, but I bet no. the video makes them look like... No, no, no. Like, no, no. Yeah, exactly, cows yeah. on the side of the road. No, no, like. mate, they were, they, were, they were like two cows put together. Massive. With like, they just, just honestly, you just thought... My initial... You've got that like yeah. helmet on almost, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if they hit your car, you, the Fiesta's not winning that one. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think we were winning it. I think we were gone. <laughs> I was going to show you that to the insurance company. Yeah, what it was, uh, we just decided to go off-road and... Why has the car got dinner? Well, well, yeah. So we drive out and then maybe we got we got back and we got to the place, had some dinner, got up the next morning and realised we've got a flat. Oh, driving on a dirt track in a spy bar. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. can't believe it. It's shocking. <laughs> so, like, South Africa's, like, I'd never been there before. Had you been there before, Tom? Like, had you? Uh, no, 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 no. First time. Then. Everybody told us, like, you, like don't get out at night and just start be careful yeah, yeah. uh don't go in certain areas so i had this flat tire obviously where you'd go is you'd go to a garage wouldn't you i think like uh, yeah. so it's obviously we turn up at like a like a petrol station sort of thing wasn't it it was probably just going dusk maybe okay. at this point that's good dark yeah and we decided to start changing the tire so we, yeah. our people had obviously seen us lift the boot up and take the spare tire out and then next thing you know <laughs> but like we're being like not ambushed is the wrong word but like five or six people are walking towards us basically offering to help yeah but our well, initial we reaction, didn't know that we didn't know yeah, that right, at okay. the time our initial reaction was like shit we've been told all the doors the i remember vividly all the doors are open so there's no way if they wanted to rob us like we had no chance could have yeah. got whatever they wanted yeah anyway they came over didn't they and they were nice as pie they couldn't have been better with us helped us to do it um and then yeah didn't even Asked for a penny, did they? I don't think. I don't think they did. No, I don't. I think we did give them something. Like I think we gave yeah. them like a hundred rand, let's say, which is like two or three quid. Sounds like ball as that. Yeah. Wouldn't pay. Wouldn't pay to go on a ride, but gave them a hundred rand. <laughs> it's really not a lot of money. I can't buy that. So was this? Was this during? Just pre-event. So this is pre-event. So yeah. you're not even playing golf at this point. Well, I Actually, I, I, think I can't went, remember. It could I have think been. We went in on like a Thursday afternoon, so we played early because like the tea times are ridiculously early yeah. there because it gets bright sure. at like yeah. six yeah. o'clock. So like your first tea time might be at like seven. Right. Okay. So but you're done by like if you first got a first few off, you're probably done by eleven twelve. Did a bit mm. of practice. So like, in- um, I mean normally. I've been well. I've been back to that event a couple of times and go into the park probably two, three, four times a week. Yeah. So I can't remember how many times we went in, but I think we went in twice. Didn't want to venture in again. Did we? Yeah, bet. <laughs> so in so this was obviously was this your first year on tour, Tom? The... That was my first event as well. Yeah. All right. So your very first event. You're not yeah. doing seven hours in one direction. You got a flat tire and drove your um, Fiesta through a safari park. That's and, start, Welcome to the European Tour. <laughs> and then, the, I, if I remember rightly, our first nine holes, I'll take responsibility of this, actually. But we were five, I was five over par for the first nine, if you remember. Yeah. First, first round was like, oh, my God, what the hell? What the hell have we done here? It, it was, I think it, we shot level, though. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Oh, right. We started, I remember we played, did we play with Adrian Otegi in a practice round or play the first round with him? Can't remember that. Can't remember, but we just—I just remember coming off and remember. I just my first real experience of it and thinking, "Fucking hell, he's slow." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's bad, isn't he? Yeah. So like we're quite quick. Like when when I was caddying for Tom, like we'd pretty much get to the ball, choose the club, and be ready to go. Whereas most people get to the ball and it's like, 
what now kind of thing. Not what now, but, no, but just like, a lot of deliberation. That, that yeah. Process, yeah. A lot of the slow guys as well aren't even ready. So say we've say somebody else is playing, we're still like we're doing our stuff preparing for when we can go. It's the slow guys that can't even do that. It's painful. I want to fast forward now. I want to skate over the seven hours in the wrong direction. We might come back to that towards the end if people want to, if we carry on with this uh, story. But I want to go to Irish Open. Um, this is probably like the, the event that I remember being like, I couldn't believe how many people were there. Like there was... Amazing. Do you remember the practice round on the yeah. Tuesday? On Behind every single tee, you had marshals, but you also had people then watching. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, on a normal tour event, I think people probably think there's loads of people. On a normal tour event, there's like hardly anybody there apart from the final day. Yeah, I think people get the impression from telly, don't they? That especially like watching the PJ tour things like that, there's always someone watching. There's people flying around. They watch the majors and think, oh, it's busy constantly. But you look at the European tour events; it's not like that. So, how do you deal with that, Tom? And how would you deal with that? And going forward, um, well, I'd probably deal with it better now than I would have probably that Irish Open that you're talking about. Um, Although, actually, I think we played all right that week. It was brutal weather. Wasn't Honestly, it? It, was it was coming in like... Oh, it was sideways. And I say it? sideways, it was sideways. You were like... Mm. I, I, I think at one point we didn't have the brolly up, but it was like... Yeah, just no point. Just freaking yeah. take it. It was a shame, really, because what an event that was, like you say. Um, going back to like the Tuesday, like tour events don't have anybody there on a Tuesday, do they? No. And it felt like nobody. the tournament was on on the Tuesday, yeah. didn't it? It was bizarre, wasn't it? It, it, um, we went there as a reserve, didn't we? Though, so we 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 took we, did, the, actually, we yeah. took the punt at the airport. I think we actually I, I can't remember if we had two flights, but we were going to either go and play Challenge Tour that week, or we were going to go and play. And it got to like you got to like second or third reserve, and we're just like you know fuck it, we're going to go if it's if we're going to get in somewhere we want to be there. That's where we want to be. Yeah, we flew as first. I, I, yeah, I'd forgotten yeah. that actually. And then at the airport it changed, and we got to first, and obviously got in the event. Oh, but cool, so we were there and, and Tom, Tom's best friend, Jack, and he was actually now in like a man is in, in a management company now. And he, oh, he wasn't at the time, was he? But no, no, it. no, he wasn't. No. He was like, oh, I want to get in this game, I dream it. And now he's bloody working for Nal Horan for Morris Golf. But we've got to expose this story. Sorry, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jack flies out. Uh, Tom's like, oh, you've got to be in, mate. This is just like everything like we dreamed of as a kid, like talking about the yeah. whole events and being part of something like this and being in the event. And um, it was, I can't remember what day it was, like maybe the Friday, Jack got there, literally. We said, it I think he took two days off work last minute, said he was like ill or something. Sorry, Jack, on your previous oh, job. Sick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the point of the story is we're on the putting green and as Tom said, like, you can't believe how many people are just like, Irish are just mad for golf, aren't they? Like, Yeah, they're so good, aren't they? They just oh, love it. It was unbelievable. So anyway, Jack's wearing Tom's like logoed up hat, had like a sponsor handbaker on the side and M4 and, and my jacket on as well. And, and, and his jacket on as well, like fully like logoed up, yeah, yeah. like a bloody walking billboard. Right. <laughs> so he, he looks like a player. And he's, and and he's there, he's there. And he had my, yeah, my spare button, didn't he? He had a spare button under his arm, just stood at the side of the putting green next to the back. So somebody goes to him and I mean, like I'm looking at Tom, Tom's doing a few drills, just kind of putting around the putting green. And uh, next thing I know, Jack's putting his sign in autographs. He's there, isn't he? Signing away. Signing some... So someone thought he was a player. And said... some, some kid had his... Do you remember the Ricky Fowler yeah, um, Ricky orange, Fowler. orange, like... Black brim hats. Yeah. yeah. 
And he's there signing it. I'm like, oh my God. You couldn't have just said, oh, sorry, mate, I'm not a player. Just ruin this poor kid. This is my chance. This might never happen again. So, so pretty much this poor lad's got a, a signed Ricky Fowler hat with Ricky Fowler on it with Jack Barber next to it. <laughs> But funny that. I bet he's, I bet he's a bit older now, that kid, and he's one day. I wonder what happened to that Jack Barber. Yeah, can't, can't see him anywhere. Yeah, can't find him. <laughs> Honestly, like, looking back at that, funny. Absolutely funny. Like, some of the stories, some of the experiences, like, mad, wasn't it, really? I think how much we tra- travelled and all the experiences is mad. Like, well, I think we, me and you especially, like, we experienced a lot away from the course as well, didn't we? Yeah. Like, we made an effort, really, didn't we? Yeah. To um, to see like driving into the Kruger in your Fiesta, etc. Um also on this, we went to Morocco. Remember cr- crashing into each other on bikes. That is embarrassing. Oh my god. <laughs> that is embarrassing. <laughs> Before we move on to social assault, I want to hear this story then. It was not really a story. So basically in Morocco, yeah, you can go and get like there's loads of markets where you get like good fake watches and, and all this. So we decided to go there. Obviously. We didn't, well, we decided to go on bikes and try and find something and do something. I can't remember where we were going on these bikes. You could rent them from the hotel, basically. Right. I think it was basically to go, try and keep fit. No, 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 pedal, pedal bike. bike. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. we tried to keep fit. Like, like oh. we, we stuck really regimented. Anytime there was a gym, we'd go and do our workouts in the gym. We, we would stick really regimented to like yeah. working hard each and every week. But then we had a bit of like downtime because we thought like, you've got to enjoy being there. Otherwise you'll start to resent everything else. So you thought, oh, we'll do some stupid shit. No, but it's not stupid shit. <laughs> so basically we're, we're cycling down this, the best thing I can describe, it's like the seafront, like all like the hotels. Like a promenade. Promenade, yeah. Uh, okay. Like Blackpool promenade, basically. Busy as well. Like exactly yeah. like Blackpool. Big <laughs> <laughs> dipper at the end. But it's busy and like, <laughs> we're going in and out of people. Next thing I know, I think I either T-bone teams or he T-bone me. Well, crossed, like, oh, God. Both on the deck in front of busy promenade, like fucking <laughs> idiots. Fucking. Would you get up First. and just walk away quickly with your bike? Would you get back yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> Carnage. Out, just... Up and out of there. Up and out, oh, Right, okay. Let's move on then to Tour Trash Talk. So, Tom, what we tend to do here, we'll just run through the last event on the PJ Tour because there wasn't a European Tour event this week. And then we'll just talk to you around some of the talking points of it and get your opinion on it. So, it was the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. The winner was Daniel Berger with 18 under. Maverick McNeely. Hell of a name, that, isn't it? Hell of a name. Got to be a yank, that, isn't it? 25 years old, um, was 16 under. And then Cantley and Spieth, your man, Justin, uh, Jordan You're, you're Spieth. a Spieth fan, aren't you? I'm a massive Jordan Spieth fan. Oh, I'm yeah. buzzing to see him back, yeah. Buzzing no, to see him back. I'm glad you said that because we've got a question on that in a bit. Um, so he was, they were 15 under par. We, what we do each week as well is we'll pick out win, who we think is going to win. So it's going to qualify teams. I have picked a winner. Have you? Who? Not this week. Not this week. Till Hatton, two weeks ago. Said, said, said old Hatton was going to win. In um, where do you have Abu Dhabi? Yeah, or Dubai, whatever one it was. The first one, I think it was the first event this year, wasn't it? And he went, and he went one. One for one, well, not one for one, but one yeah. from five. <laughs> yeah, well, it went downhill from there because Alex picked DJ last week and he withdrew. So, um, but say, so, Timo, you got some pressure here. Um, yeah, Chris Hansen last week picked Paul Casey, and his words were, "He will finish in top five. He finished tied fifth. Finished tied fifth. Did it well. He was knows his stuff, didn't he? So no pressure when it comes to it. When it comes to it later, no well, pressure. Well, let's okay. go to Daniel Berger. So since he since the return of golf, he's had two wins. Five top threes, seven top tens, and twelve top twenty-fives, and he's made fifteen of seventeen. That's so impressive. That is some serious form. 
So exactly, he's had 26 straight rounds of par or better. So he's obviously hit some serious form. How hard is it when you're on tour, when you're doing all the traveling, to maintain that level of, of golf and, and be that good constantly? Sadly, I wouldn't know, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> you're doing yourself a far, far dis- disservice there, team. Um, it is tough because, I don't know, even just the traveling, like it takes it out of you. So like one, it's easy to feel just a bit crap one week and a bit like, oh, a bit like sluggish and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, do you say 15 from 17 cuts? 15 yeah. from 17 cuts. Uh, just even that on its own is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, like, people underestimate that. People, I think people really do good. underestimate how tough it is to constantly keep making cuts, isn't it? I know he's a top player and stuff, but... But still, I, I think it, even... A, like You couldn't say, like, oh, just because he's a top player. There are so many top players on every tour now. Like, you have got... To, you can't play mediocre and make the cut. No. You've, you've, you've got to play well. Like... like You've got to be two or three under par at least for two rounds around plus, a tough like, course. So easy to have a bad putting week or something, isn't it? Even not hitting bad putts or anything, but not the putts not going in. And if yeah. you do that, then you miss the cut. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's impressive that is to maintain that form. Isn't it? The crazy thing is, what I think like Timo said here, like people don't realize the travel. Like you could literally, like I remember us being away for like five or six weeks. One thing you're not being home, it's hard. Yeah. The second thing is like. Yeah, okay, you're eating well, but you're eating, like, from a hotel every night, so you're not eating, mm. like, home-cooked food. You miss which, things. Which, yeah, which it's not but... necessarily you miss things. It's, like, like, the nutrition side of things. It's very hard to stay on top of these things. And when you get on a plane, like, it actually does something to your body where it feels, like, different. You feel like... best quote To quote the teamers, feels like an octopus. <laughs> it's one of teamers' favourites. <laughs> when, whenever I'm playing bad, I feel like a fucking octopus swinging it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. Yeah. yeah, your body feels like mad. And on this point, like I was, uh, was not not plugging my golf nets, everybody, but they are available. Um, <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I mention this is I dropped one. I dropped a net off today. You can buy them at Alex Elite Golf. Um, oh. But the guy have you got any left? Have you got any available still? I have, mate. Do you want me to yeah, tell you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. <laughs> Um, but basically, the, the, the guy that I dropped it off um, listened to the podcast last week, and he was like, he didn't like realize like golfers have to pay for their own travel, had to like pay for the caddy, had to pay for like their own food in the hotel. They thought like it was like you like a, once you got into like the European tour, you're almost like a footballer. Like, like you made it, kind of thing. yeah. yeah. You, you're like all you got to do is turn up, you make the cut, you make some money. Whereas if you make the cut, you you, you got to play decent just to break even. Yeah, and I think that's the issue with, from, from my perspective, that's the issue with the way that golf is portrayed because you just, we just as spectators, just see the glamorous side of it and, oh yeah, the top 10, Rory's doing this, DeChambeau's doing that and, and whatever, but you don't actually see the hard yards that are put in. Yeah. Um, so, but to be able to make 15 cuts is unreal. Unreal. And he came out, Tom, and he said that winning a golf tournament just feels like you're having a heart attack on every hole. And now you, <laughs> you won the, Go on, Irish, say it. The Loper. The Loper Irish Challenge on the Challenge Tour. How do you deal with that pressure of like winning an event and being in that position? Drop bombs, that's what he did. I did drop bombs on, <laughs> on the 18th. You know? yeah. Twi- two, twice. Two, twice, yeah. yeah. Um, How do you deal with it? Um, that's quite nice to hear that somebody like him has said that, to be fair, isn't it? Because yeah. probably... Everyone watching just thinks, oh, he's, he's a multimillionaire. He doesn't care if he wins, great. If he doesn't, 
he's yeah. won a, probably half a mil. Um, I don't know. It's just good to be nervous, I guess. And so if you're nervous, you're going to sort of, you're obviously playing well, first of all. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't be nervous if you're going to miss the court, would you? Yeah. Um, but I think, first of all, and this isn't just because I'm on with you, Alex, but having a good caddy. Oh, is, here we go. Means a lot that team. It's huge. Means, me. means a lot that. <laughs> expose me. Okay. It is, though. It is. It is. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is because you've got even just somebody like, I think the way, the reason why we clicked, first of all, is because we were mates, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Well, we probably actually became mates. Probably became more then, mates from doing it, but like, yeah. Click, click like, straight away as good friends. And you just chat rubbish on the golf course and then you're like you, I think you just need that basically yeah. don't you ask need, us to tell it's... you what we talked about because I don't think it can be repeated <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to that skip you've lost lost my train of thought now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah basically just chatting rubbish to take your mind off any little pressure that because like he said like you're having a heart attack every hole or whatever it is every shot you're thinking Oh shit! If hit it in the water here, what's yeah. going to happen? Well, you see, so needs anything to take your mind off that, really. So a good caddy, first of all, um, and then I think just go on. You're looking smug there, Alex. No, no, just, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> no, can we move on? Actually, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like going back to that round, like, like I remember the first hole. Like we started with a double bogey, didn't we? Well, no, I think we started bogey, bogey. But it's bogey, bogey. Like, yeah. and and that. Previously, those two holes have been like birdie opportunities, like mm. for us. In the, so we almost felt like, especially the second hole, like it was like a, a well, it's like a risk and reward par four. Like you could either some people going for the green, or it's like an iron down and wedge on. And Tom's big area of his game was a very good wedge player. So coming off there, we were like probably in the back of our minds, like shit, like from where we thought it would be, we're like three shots away from where we actually wanted to be. Like you're looking to probably birdie those first one of those first two holes mm. and. I guess the, I think the people around us definitely birdied them. Um, but I remember coming off, there's a par five, I want to say 15th, is it? Par three, 15th. Like a, a sort of, I can't um, remember the whole, like elevated. 17, team. isn't it? Uh, no. no, sorry, 16, 16th. 16th, yeah. I remember coming off that tee, and I won't name names here, but um, somebody <laughs> went to us, oh, team was, you're going to win this. You're, you're doing really well, aren't you? Oh, wow. And I no, felt you're tied like, for the lead. It was the playing the partner. Lead. Yeah. Um, and Nameless. at the time, I was, I, go, I remember going through my head, it's like, I'm not even going to mention this because my, my theory was like, if I mentioned it, it like sort of blows it up to something bigger than like yeah. it, it was. Well, this like, team was just like sort of bad it off. Like, oh yeah, like, like shut the fuck up. Basically. I was fucking raging, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't bat it off yeah. inside. I no, didn't, but like, we didn't talk about it on, at the time. On the outside, we didn't talk about it at the time, but on the outside, you didn't look like you were raging. You just looked like... Like it wore off and just yeah. shoved that off, kept yeah. crack on. Which probably, to be fair, was he tied? No, the crazy thing was, no, he wasn't anywhere near. Like he'd sort of but, had a shit day. But his roommate and his best mate, or whatever, I, I was tied with him, right? And we were playing with him, so he yeah. probably wanted him to win. That's the thing, because so. almost like the fact that you have that's probably backfired on him, though. Yeah, oh yeah. The they probably just, bloody, bloody did. Well, obviously it did, but the fact that you just brushed it off is all he's gone. Fucking hell, he's actually gonna fucking win this, isn't he? Like because <laughs> you were just in the zone kind of thing. Because Paul Casey mentioned it about not looking at boards and not looking at scoreboards and not just, just ignoring it. Is that a similar thing you were trying to do and you would try and do? I, I think I think I was ignoring them, yeah. 
yeah. think I was. I think that's why it sort of pissed me off as much as it did because I was trying purposely not to and just I like to play our own. I game. wasn't. <laughs> I know you weren't. As a caddy, you were looking at you know. Yeah, I know. It's mad though. Um, like think, think, thinking of that event, um, like you hold a long putt to get into a playoff, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, on the last, like, and for like we're saying about obviously not many people there, but like for a challenge tour event, there was a lot of people there. There must have well, been Ireland again, isn't it? Yeah, Ireland, Ireland. Ireland again. Yeah, there must have been at least a hundred people around the green. Which there was a lot for it, like you say, a, a lot, lot for a challenge tour. Yeah, and it felt like well, you look at the pictures, put it into Google, you'll see team was dropping a bomb. Um, <laughs> but like there was loads of people around the green. I remember team was holding the putt, and then like wait, we actually went and signed his card, and then the range was like a long walk away, wasn't it? It was a bit of a pain, yeah. really, wasn't it? I can't, did we go and hit some balls, did we? To keep loose. I honestly remember. can't remember. So here's a question then. Oh. When when you won the playoff, what was the celebration? Was it a big chest? What was it? Big jumping chest? No. Bump? Was it just a. It's embarrassing, you know. No. Josh, looking back at it, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I wish it was. I don't think there was much, was there? Because it's no. a bit like. Just sort of one of them, wasn't it? Just a bit of a, a, bit of a hug. Getting well done. I went straight off to rob the flag. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Did the proper, proper still, caddy. Still got that. Signed. Demos. Yeah. Uh, no, there wasn't. A, it's a bit embarrassing, actually. I, the second embarrassing thing about that is, so we were flying back, obviously, in Ireland. What are you going to drink if you've won? Uh, you can have a Guinness, aren't you? Yeah. We've, we couldn't even finish half a pint, could we? Oh. I remember. Oh. I didn't like it. Well, we you hated sat, it. I hated it, but we, we were sat in the airport and one, Tom was um, friendly with one of the refs, or one of the refs is friendly with Tom's dad, and we, we knew him, Kev Feeney, and he came over and said, Lad, you've got to be having a Guinness. I don't think we were even going to have one until they mentioned well, they it either. It's amazing. You crashed into it. Yeah, <laughs> I still much. couldn't finish it. <laughs> so let's move on. You mentioned Jordan Speed before. Another class finish for him. Is he back for good, do you think? He's back. Yeah, he's back. I'm not having anything else said about him. He's back. Even <laughs> though he didn't win. I know he didn't win in a, a waste management either. But he's in that position, isn't he, to win. And all it takes is a couple of puts at the right time for him and he's back 100%. Masters champion. That's what I was going to say. Are you going to put your Ooh. balls on the block, as it were? Is he going to win the Masters? Because you, you, he's, you... he's got a chance. I'll put it this way, I'll... I'll put a quid on him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, big spender. No, yeah, it could be good odds on him. To be fair, I, yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon he's gonna. I reckon he's gonna do well because he's got like Tom said that he only takes a few good memories and a few good things. And he's got good memories there. He's also he's a winner, isn't he? Like, yeah. he's not even just a winner. He's like a serial winner. Yeah. So he's he's still got it. He's still got the same caddy on the bag, which is big. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. you think about the slump that he's gone through. Lesser players have changed caddies for less as well. Like oh, if you, yeah. If you think, um, like, you could, like, for example, like, Matt Wallace has changed caddies quite a lot. I think he's gone back to mm. his original caddy now, hasn't he? Or I, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, but, like... Whether that's him firing caddies or the caddy firing him, that's probably debatable. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, is there some gossip there? I don't caddy. know. That's, that's not an exclusive. Meow. That's not an exclusive. It's not an exclusive. That is, a, that is an unexclusive exclusive from Tom Murray. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, but, like, I... I um. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. No, carry on. <laughs> so, last thing I want to mention before we move on to the tour next, well, talk about yourself on the, on the European tour. Phil Mickelson had an absolute howl on the 18th. I don't know if you've seen this, Tom. Yes, I watched it, actually. So, basically, if everyone's not seen it, he hit a driver off the tee, which was a lovely shot. It was almost like where he wanted to be. But then he decided to go driver off the deck and stuck it in the water. Bold, in it? 
well, stupid. It was nearly it, bloody Hawaii. It was that far into the Pacific, wasn't it? Yeah. It was miles in there. But then he dropped further, obviously further up the fairway and then hit his iron into the water and then an iron into the bunker and he came off with like a nine. But obviously Phil Mickelson being Phil Mickelson was like, oh, I'm crushing the par fives this week, something like that. What is going on? Is he done? Is he... Is he... I can't, you can't, you can never say he's done. No. No. But I think maybe on the PJ Tour, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he, I, I, go on. He, do, he doesn't, for me, he doesn't drive it well enough now. And I know all this whole price and distance thing and Phil just hits bombs and all this. But he hits it in the shit all the time. Like, he's a really um, shit driver of the golf ball, really. Yeah, really <laughs> poor, isn't he? So you can't, and you can't, I don't think nowadays, I don't think, you know. he'll probably win next week if he's playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, uh, who'd you fancy to win the PJ Tour this week? Oh, yeah, Phil Nicholson. Uh, <laughs> So, with there being no European Tour event... Wait, let's pick no. a winner first. Okay, tour, yeah. All right, then. We'll, we'll jump ahead and we'll pick winners for this week. So, this week is the Genesis Invitational. So, notable players playing. We've got Berger, my man Bryson's player. Josh, you've got a van club for Bryson, if you haven't realised. Have you? Oh, yeah. What do you think of him? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what do you mean? No, that's not, a, that's not a dig at him at all. It's just not... Sounded like not a dig, that. Yeah. Sounds like you've got beef. Come on. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, don't, I, I almost don't have an opinion on him. Like, it, I don't warm to him. I don't want him to win. I don't want him to fail. I don't... Uh, I think it's just fair play to him. He's, he's obviously, he's like, clever and all this. Um, Do you think he's, he's good exploiting. or bad for the game? Um, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good or bad. Oh. I think it's just Bryson. I think it's just Bryson. I don't the think... politician, yeah. Right on the fence there. Very much a politician. <laughs> Getting an event. Not, hopefully, uh, DeChambeau uh, does listen. Yeah. Goes, oh, do you remember that time I heard you call me an absolute slow man, <laughs> ruining the game? Yeah, just right? hedging my bets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got DeChambeau, Finau, Answer, Showplay. Literally, pretty much everyone's playing. DJ, Steve, John Rahm playing. John Rahm's playing. Cook is playing. McElroy, Justin Thomas. You name it, everyone's there pretty much. So I don't see Rory's name there. Yeah, oh, it's a macro. Yeah. So, who would your pick to be the winner this week, Tom? We'll start with you. John Rahm for me. Oh. I just he's just some golfer for me. He's so impressive. Like yeah. I don't see him having bad weeks. I'm sure he has had the odd one, but I just I don't see how with his swing I don't see him playing bad. And he puts lovely. Um, yeah. Well, that put that he, that he at the end of last year mm. to win. It was to win oh, against DJ, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it like curved around. That golf club have got a, a mark in the ground, haven't they? A mark in the not in surprised the, in the green to say try and hit the putt from. That's him. one of them. It's going to get further and further each year. That it's going to yeah, get yeah. back an inch and an inch and an inch. Before you know it, be like a seventy-five <laughs> yard putt. That's like the um, the Colin Montgomery thing in Abu Dhabi, isn't it? They yeah. were saying that on the, on the European tour. So who are you going to pick then, lad? Mm. I'm going to go Spieth. Oh, he's oh good. Yeah, I'm going to go speed. I'm back. I'd in. love him to win. Honestly, I would. I think he's, I think it just sort of, I think he's a good, like, it's going to sound very philosophical, this, but he's a good symbol of like modern golf now, like young guys coming out really hot out of college, having some good success, and then getting in a situation where it doesn't quite go right. A few people have probably dropped off tour for last, especially the amount of money he's already earned. Like, he probably doesn't have to work a day in his life as long as he's not gone and just. Definitely not. That's me spraying cash around everybody, if you heard that. Um, if he hasn't done that, like, 
he wouldn't have to play again. So to be able to come back and be sort of back in contention and and stick with the same team is a, sort of a credit to him, really. That's I mean. That's nice, a good point. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to win, though. So, who are you going with? Just on a, just, just to interrupt you there, I saw a stat the other day about speed. So, since his last Masters win or his last win or something three years ago, he's earned nine million on the PJ Tour. Like, And everyone says he's had a slump. Like, he's earned nine million without winning. Yeah, that's and something not like, that's something just like crazy. 17 top tens or something stupid. And that's a slump. That shows how good he was. That's is. the thing. That, if anything, that shows how highly regarded he is. That yeah. people think he's having a bad time and he's still winning 9 million. Timos, I've got a stat for you. Go for it. About our man Bryson. Okay, so out of, and this is in 2020 season. So it says here, out of 1,042 puts inside 10 feet... What was his make percentage? And how many did... Well, both are the same thing. And what? how many puts did he miss? Inside 10 feet. So it could be a two-footer. Yeah, up, yeah. Yeah. Up to 10 um, Well, PJ Tour averages... It'll be above average. Probably 70% would be extremely good. Oh, mate. Please. So This is Bryson we're talking about. He missed. He, he missed. He missed just ninety-five puts out of one thousand and forty-two inside ten feet. That's ninety-one point two percent puts made. Jesus, that is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's ruining the game of golf. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's ridiculous. He he's too good at everything. <laughs> Drives no, but, at four hundred yeah. yards and can't miss. That's all right, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the thing is with that stat though, like Tom made a good point there, like. If he is driving it that far, he probably doesn't... Well, this is, this is a generalisation. He's probably going to hit it a lot closer than most people. Yeah. So, like, it's not probably won't have the same amount of 10-footers or have a lot more kind of inside five feet. And I bet you, if you look at the stat inside five feet, it's probably closer to that yeah. 85 90% yeah. make, make percentage. So, it, it could be a bit of an embellished stat, that. I don't think so. I think it's a pretty impressive stat. That's still, that is unbelievable. I'm sitting on the fence. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> you can't with that. No. <laughs> The thing with Bryson, though, like going back to like Phil, like obviously hitting bombs and whatever, Phil just hits it everywhere. Bryson doesn't look like he hits it as offline, yeah, does he? Yeah. So you can't hit it 350 yards pretty straight and not do badly, can yeah. you? That's the thing. And I think, I think, okay, he came a bit unstuck at the Masters last year, he was a bit wayward, but every other event he's played, like, like when he won the US Open. He was never massively offline. No. Okay, he's hitting out of that thick rough, but like he said at the, on the event, I'm just going to hit it as far as I can on where John and I love to watch it. So I think it's great. And I'm going to back him to win this week. That's my pick. Oh, That's a shock. That's an absolute <laughs> shock. It'll be one I'll get it right at some point. <laughs> it's actually getting embarrassing. So, right then, let's move on to discussing the European tour. So we've got no event again this week. It's back next week. But I think having you on the pod Tom we should discuss a little bit about your time on tour some of your experiences good moments Christ moments. we've gone through the experiences haven't we I mean like actual <laughs> golf tires. actual golf ones though not <laughs> no I am joking I'm joking so what would be the best moment for you playing on tour well probably my best moment wasn't actually on the European tour because it was obviously winning in Ireland um, the best moment on tour um Probably, probably my best finish. I think. Oh well, it probably wasn't our best finish actually in Sweden. Nordea Masters. Yeah, we finished sixth we or seventh. Played with Peter Hansen, didn't we? Yeah, and we, but do you remember the chip shot? Yeah, on, on the, the last. 18th, it was filthy. 
little downhill oh. light, basically this whole piss to the side of it. And you've got like a pretty big grandstand. Like it's, it's quite intimidating. Like there's people stood up there and obviously we played with a Swede. So home favorite, there was quite a lot of people following our group the whole day, probably the most really. Cause he's like, mm. a bloody God, um, Tommy, this filthy little shot down the hill, like down like a tier as well, wasn't it? Like sort of a checky one to the top yeah. of the tier on it and then down and then down to like that far. A little bit of sauce. And that was, yeah, that was not not that moment was the best moment, but um it was a good shot, I guess. Yeah. Um probably my but like my favorite probably place was Leopard Creek, as in if you're talking about a favorite tournament, yeah, yeah, that would probably be um streets yeah. ahead of anything else, probably. Yeah, it looks unreal, but like we've discussed it there about how hard it can be on the greens there. How how do you adjust to that? Because obviously that's a hard thing. Like especially in that event, like you go to Africa, you have so many local people playing who have played on mm. that sort of grass and those grains. You're sort of like not up against it, but like it's it's harder as an English player. You don't play as much on those kind of grasses. They the, the I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but the stats of like South Africans winning in South Africa is. Crazy. A joke, yeah. But uh, Leopard Creek, since you've been, they've redone the greens there. And they were, so there's, I played it three times. The second time I went, the greens were just unbelievably fast and firm. Like, I couldn't believe how. And then the year after, they were even harder. Um, but I've done, I've done all right there before. So I think I'm better on faster greens. Um, yeah. To going back to the point of how do you deal with it? I think I'm better because... I think it increases your need for like imagination to like use the slopes and sort of see it coming in from, and I'm quite good at that. Yeah. Say. It's like when, when I remember when like you sort of getting those chip shots where pe most people would be like, bloody hell, this one's a bit harder. Like sort of. I'd be relishing it, wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. And so Gen when it's genuinely like looking forward to it as well. It's like making it harder and putting yourself in a situation where you've like Tom said, you've got to be imaginative. It, it, it's sort of, if, if short game's your best part of your game or one of the assets of your game, it sort of separates you from the rest with it, with it, within that if there's a big need for it that week. Yeah, I've always thought, yeah, anytime it's like difficult short game, that's when I can gain on the field. You know, like if, if you're talking like strokes gained or whatever. Yeah. Like I can definitely gain on the field when it's faster and firmer, I think, in general, not every week. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to add something to one of the best moments. It wasn't even on tour this. I remember getting your card. I think that was, for me, like, it was a class moment that. Yeah, yeah. It's pure, like, relief and, yeah, like, elation. That was, yeah, that probably was. I think I took your, did I not, like, break your jaw or something with a high yeah. five? Team was, uh, <laughs> team was crap me in the side of the jaw. <laughs> well, a bit taller, aren't they? So my, shot, my shoulder got <laughs> I was like, I it came round a bit like that. Like, no, you're happy, mate. But, oh, <laughs> right. So, just talking about that process then. So, what was your process to get on tour? Um, literally starting from the bottom, like uh, qualifying school stage one, stage two, and then final stage. So, literally all 14 rounds of it. That's how I, I. Again, that's something that you do. Okay, we touched on it last week with Chris Hansen, but. That's something that you don't really no people don't know. So you don't realise wouldn't have a clue in there. Graft that you actually have to go through just to get there. And <laughs> that was that final round of the final stage to get my card. I was so nervous, like that was ridiculous, like because that's like people... you're literally playing golf oh. for your livelihood. There, okay, you do that anyway yeah, when you, you're on you, tour, you, but you're. 
playing for that next step. The oh, massive. There's only, and you know, going there, you, there's not like oh, the other stages where you know uh, roughly about 40 people will go through, and you sort of think at uh, those other stages, first stage and second stage, that the people that are playing them, there's going to be sounds terrible this that a few people that won't make it through. They've had a good sort of purple patch. Whereas you get to final stage, you know all those guys who are in and around you, around the top 25, going into that final round. They're all playing good. Like yeah, you 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 know going down there and and it's it's changed now, hasn't it? It's not a, it's not a PJ Catalonia anymore, is it? No, it's um I can't remember where it is. It's some it's in Spain still, but yeah, it's not there. Tough. But PJ Catalonia was a tough golf course, wasn't yeah. it? And the finish as well. Like yeah, that path five. There's actually a moment on that par five, wasn't there? And <laughs> the final Anger. round where we hit it right off the tee, the first ball. Oh, I can't remember we hit it. We thought we lost it. Like anyway, we get down there, find it, and then you go off coming off, make an eagle. Well, talking about the eagle though, we hit it onto like I don't know, 30 feet. And I remember vividly, I said to you, you might not remember this. I do remember um, it. I remember it very well. I too. Said, and I, ha- I didn't have a clue on the read of this put. It was a double breaker. I knew that. But I didn't have a clue, honestly. So I said to you, and you read it for me. I remember. That and man. it went in. Just like, teed up that story, didn't I? Just teed that story right on there. <laughs> yeah. that was coming, didn't it? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. My point was, it was like, there's like that moment where you're like, we hit a provision off the tee, you're thinking, obviously, mm-hmm. I was looking at leaderboards, I sort of knew where Tom was, and it's like, freaking hell, like, we're, we're yeah. you had to put, in my head, like, if we birdied that hole, we were like comfortable, um, knowing that the next hole is a par three, which is a tough par three. Like It's almost like yeah. an island green, but not an island green. It's like, like a, a three or four iron, wasn't it? Yeah. I hit a beautiful shot, one of the best iron shots of the week. Yeah. And then the next hole, and Timo don't mind me saying this at the time, Timo did not like to draw the driver. Um, it was it was a horrible tee shot, wasn't it? Like yeah. for a right-hander, and it always seemed to like play into off the left. So it was just like mm. making everything long. And it was a horrible hole. Tom managed that well. And then down the last, hit one of the best drives of the week. And then, yeah. was it an eight iron, I think, you hit? Um, seven, I think. Seven, seven in. Good memory, that, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? I'll remember that. I can't remember what I did last week, but I can remember <laughs> that. Yeah, seven iron. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> remember that seven iron? How long ago was that, by the way? Uh, 2015. That's 2014. That's mad. That's mad. Going back, a little quick story about the... You mentioned before, Josh, about like how do you cope with like feeling the pressure and stuff. I was shitting my pants coming down the last few there. So on the 16th, you said it was long par three, didn't you? Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was a perfect four iron yardage. But I was so like, I don't know, like amped up or nervous or something. I remember hitting five just as hard as I could because that was my way of, I don't know, that was my way of like coping with not like fannying something in it was just yeah, it five man yardage. That's, <laughs> no. that's interesting that's interesting though because it a it shows the understanding you have of your, of your own game as as an athlete and as an understanding that i'm full of adrenaline here i'm not gonna hit a four iron because if i lever a four iron it's long mm. so i'm gonna level this five iron so that's impressive in itself but using that as a way to deal with it I'd be all over the place. I'd be like, um, what do I pick here? Like, <laughs> you just dissolve when you hit tee up at North. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes, it's Saturday medal. <laughs> Shaky. Yeah. Got Johnny and yeah, but... behind me. What do I do? What of you? But so next one, your hardest moment on tour. Um I would well, it's not even a, I don't even know why I'm debating this. Probably 
two or three years ago when I missed out on my European tour card from Challenge Tour by 600 euros and one shot on the last event, the last hole. Oh, God. Um, some guy, some Portuguese player, hold like a 15-footer. And if he didn't hold that, I would have got my tour card. That's so it was literally the whole year came down to yeah. one shot. Yeah. And this is that, again, like we were talking about last week, it's that whole year, that whole year of graft, that whole year of work comes down to that one put. Mad. The pressure is unbelievable. Like, and, but obviously I could have, I parred the last hole, I could have birded it and it would have taken care of it. But At the time, yeah, though, you don't think of that, do you? At the time, That was literally like, <laughs> yeah, that is... And then, but then I had to pick myself up and go to Q school like two weeks later, which I obviously didn't want to do because I wanted to get my card then. And then got DQ from Q school. So that was a bit of a kick in the bollocks those two weeks. Yeah, a bit. Mad. Absolutely mad. So then, last one. You got to do the last one. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. <laughs> uh, okay, the one thing people don't realise about tour life. Uh, got to be the travel, on it? Gotta be the constant sort of just feeling knackered going from hotel to airport to hotel. Um, yeah, I think that just the pure sort of tiredness that you have on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah, um, I, I, I think the one thing people don't realize is like they just start obviously a few events, like you turn up and they'll be like courtesy cars, won't they? Like a few of the nice events, hmm. but um, a few of the other events. I remember, was when we went to India and we played in that, uh, New Delhi. And you're literally like every day, and this is no exaggeration, you got on this bus and it was like, when I say a ride at an amusement park, I mean a ride at an amusement park. This guy, Hard was going to roundabouts, cars coming to your ride, and he's just going, just going. Anyone that's ever been to India will know what yeah. you're on about, but it's just like, that is so far away from watching Rory McIlroy on the PJ Tour, isn't it? Yeah. Just... And that is the that is the big thing that I think we're trying to get across here. I've just come up with another question before we move on to tech talk that Alex yeah. Alex doesn't know about this. So oh, God. And I'm gonna, I don't want you to sit on the fence here. Who's the you're best caddy? To me or Alex? You. Oh, you, Tom. This, is, this is this is. Who's the best caddy you've ever had? <laughs> that's a you that's do, a ballsy you, question. That you do realise that my current girlfriend uh, caddies for me. Whenever I play at the moment, I know. <laughs> that's your. You've got to answer it, Tom. You. You've got to answer it, Gemma. Um, <laughs> I would. I would say Alex, but a bit. To be fair, I've been fortunate. I have been really fortunate yeah. with. I've had Henry. Henry, I don't know. Henry was a good caddy, wasn't he as well? Henry's unbelievable caddy. Um, but I've definitely had more success with Alex. So oh, I he tips it. Say that. Is that, oh, that <laughs> shot you in the foot, didn't <laughs> it? Did it? I hope you were going to be like, no, it's definitely not him. <laughs> Gemma is a very good caddy, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, on that point, the team is you're like, I think the fact that you've had good relationships with caddies is probably down, well, not probably, it's down to you as well. Like, because there's definitely some players who are, I won't say names, but hard to probably. Just even be around on the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that comes from me caddying for my dad a lot yeah. when I was um, growing up. And you know, so I know what it's like to be a caddy. I yeah. know what it's like to be a player. So I'm not going to be a dick to my caddy because I know it's a hard job. Yeah. Um, and I'm a pretty chill kind of person. Aren't I? I'm not going to like, I'm not going to give you grief, am I? As long as you've got the food in the bag, that was a key. But, 
I'm not going to give you grief, but you did give me a bad club once at the tenth at Royal County Down in the Irish. Yeah, League. I remember that. Terrible. <laughs> I'm Terrible. not. I'm, I've not forgotten that. See, now ended, we get into the now ended, we get into the nitty gritty of it. Ended up on the back <laughs> edge, and I was like, "Fuck's sake, that was shit." Yeah. Right. Okay. Then let's move on to tech talk, um, and we'll start. We'll start with the putters, shall we? Yeah. I'll start putters. So Odyssey, the Odyssey ten range putters has been revealed. Basically, like it looks like a new two ball. Looks nice actually, a uh, bit like a tall uh, tailor-made spider. A little bit that. Yeah. It's literally like a tailor-made spider. Looks Just gonna exactly throw that out there. Same. Exactly. <laughs> same. Um, but I've heard that you've got quite the collection of putters, Tom. Well, yeah, I've have had. Yeah, I probably have got a good collection now, but I've also had some some lovely ones in the past. Um, yeah, currently using Odyssey at the moment, but I've had some very nice Scotty Camerons. Um, one in particular, I think the first week I used it, we, we had a good finish, I think, Alex, with yeah, you. Um, I've always, my whole life, used a mallet putter, but I got this um, original Scotty Cameron from my dad, actually. Um, and yeah, went to a blade putter. And then I got another, I got like a remake of that Scotty Cameron with my name on and stuff like that. Um, Go on, tell us what yeah. your stance on it. You can really cool him for this. Well, I got Timos, my nickname, and then I got 99 because it was the year that we won the treble. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. When was that? When was that you got that done? Uh, a few years ago. Two or three Liverpool years ago. United fan living in the past. Oh, here we go. Right, let's not get on, let's not get on to this. <laughs> um, so the other thing I want to discuss, and this is quite a big talking point in golf at the minute. Yeah. So Adidas have revealed their new Adicross range of clothes. Etc. Etc. So, for me, I love it. I love the whole joggers slash tracksuit pants, golf trousers, the golf trainers, the hoodies. I love all that. The purest doesn't, obviously. What is your opinion on it? Oh, hundred percent for it. I'm not saying that I would always wear like the new stuff, but hundred percent for it. It looks. I don't. Know, it's just way more comfy to be in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like. I would never go to, for example, if you went to the range tonight, I know they're not open, but if you went to the range, I would not go in golf stuff ever. So therefore, if you've got the opportunity to play and practice in that stuff on the golf course, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So all for it, yeah. Because I personally think it's going to help the game. Like the more the more people are going to do this, the more people are going to play. Well, you, Josh, you like talking for you personally, you're relatively new, aren't you, to golf? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how that's going to help you? Well, put it this way: if you weren't allowed to wear that, it's going to put you off a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. If if I'm going somewhere and I'm turning up thinking, can I wear this? Can I wear that? What? Why? I've got to go and buy a whole new wardrobe to play golf in. It's not going to help, is it? It's the cost, but it's also the the idea of people looking at you funny, which they do at a golf club because people. Have so yeah, I'm all for it. Are they are they releasing it this week? At, Genesis. Uh, I think. I think so. they'll be wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they will be. Yeah. yeah. Xander yeah. and a lot them. But yeah, I think especially Xander. I think he looks good in Xander shop. And like hat and wearing a hoodie, hood up, uh, take, taking a picture of the BMW trophy. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm all for it because it annoys the right people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I, I have actually got quite a good mate that gets annoyed by it, but. <laughs> yeah. Do I know this good mate? Uh, don't think you do really. No. I was Gibson. Dave Gibson, where if you're listening, it wasn't. I was, I'm glad I, was it thinking, you. I, I was thinking you'd say Genev. I thought he was going to be the one that. Was no, no, he's for it. He's all for, for it. it. 
Okay, so I want to get into wedges here, Timos, and I want to start off without before going on to like Cleveland and the new wedges that they've released. I want to get into a few of your stamps. He was bigging you up before. I want to get into oh, stamps. I want to get not into with Josh here. He's going to ridicule me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on. <laughs> I've had a few good ones. Um, I've had on. the commentary from the Champions League final stamped on it oh, once. Yeah. It took like two or three wedges to get it in, but. Did that. Um, I've had every United player you could think of on them. Cantona, um, a lot. Had everything. Uh, anything United related, I've had. But I'm actually disappointed. Let, let's <laughs> let's get inside the tech because you 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 actually then uh, I don't know if you still do this. You still like grind your 58 like around the back edge. Not you personally. Well, maybe you do. Personally. I heard don't. I don't personally know, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, um, why? Because yeah, as, as a club golfer, not. Josh will just see a wedge and. Oh, that's when you get off the shelf. Like, why would a pro? Well, actually, actually, I don't know because I use bokey wedges, and a certain grind that they have actually is exactly what I want anyway. So it just so it saves a bit of time, really. Um, but I would always. It's probably called like a C grind. So you you shave the toe off and the heel off. So when you can open it up, you can kind of. It doesn't bounce too much, and it doesn't dig. So it's, for me personally, that's just the way I like to. Sounds really boring, but like the way it hits the ground, basically, that's all it is. So, but at what point, as a golfer, did you realize that that was something that you wanted to do? Like, I, like Alex just said, I'll look at a wedge and think that'll help me get out of a bunker, that'll help me hit over this, and that's what I need for halfway down the fairway. At what point do you go, actually, I'm going to grind a little bit off that to do this? Just purely by like performance. Like, if you're hitting the, if you're hitting a shot, like if I used a wedge that was really bad for my technique, I'd know about it. And it, for example, in a bunker is a great like um, test for it. It's either digging too much or it's not digging enough. And it's kind of, I don't know, those little things that you can probably talking, can... probably talking bollocks. And it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really good anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sold. So, uh... It's what the tour pros do. So you just do it. <laughs> um, right, then, anything else you want to talk about wedges? No, I'm done there. So last thing I want to talk about. Just quickly, I just want to discuss your bag setup. Like, what irons, drivers, what was your setup? Because we've had a lot of talk around club deals and we've had a lot of talk around um, free agents. So, A, what route did you go down? And B, what were your irons that you used? Or would you? Um, well, I was fortunate. I, I didn't change from when I like got on tour. I didn't change what I played. Um, but I actually did have a couple of deals with... The, those manufacturers so I used tailor-made woods at the time yeah. and tricks and everything else okay. but I wouldn't have so I basically used exactly what I wanted to use I wasn't tied down to using anything yeah. that I didn't want to and I still aren't still not to this day so I use whatever I want um, which is I think it's massive really because the chances I mean I don't know the chances of getting the same manufacturer to get all the best 14 clubs for you personally yeah probably a little bit limited I probably shouldn't say that I'm not going to get any deals now ever <laughs> but, I heard um, you say this <laughs> but yeah I, um, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't change very often as well that's the other thing so you're not forced into changing into the new driver for example or anything so. keeping a three wood that you had for five years maybe. Well, well that's the thing though this is, this is the thing he didn't though. hear me did he, he didn't hear me no, no, no. me yeah yeah yeah. Still going. Don't worry. Still going. This is six, years, that's... Go on. six years old, that and three six wood. Years. 
See, that's, that's a good that, three words. But that, that's something that could seriously affect your game, isn't it? Not only from a, a performance level, but a confidence level if you're using new clubs. It's massive performance. Like, I don't think, like Tom was saying there about the wedges, I know he's sort of like taking the piss out of himself saying, oh, it's a load of bollocks, but it's not. As a good player, you get a feeling if you put something down, like Tom, a lot more than probably that I realise about it. Like you could put a club down and be like, oh, it's a bit too open, that bit this. I'd put it down and go, it's looks fucking all right. That I'll give yeah. that a whack. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, as, a, as a person who's using those tools every single day, if you look down on something, it doesn't look good to your eye. How are you going to stand over that knowing that you've got to hit a green to make the cut or hit a green to yeah. force a playoff or hit a green to win the tournament? Yeah, it's massive that. I'm, I'm, I'm very like, I'm pick. I'm a bit picky, aren't I? Basically, is the word. Well, you've got to be when it's such fine margins. But you with a lacrosse stick, right? Yeah. Okay. Would you get a certain lacrosse stick, and you'd be like straight away, you'd probably feel like it's a bit heavy in the head that, or a bit this, not strings aren't tight enough. You'd know. You couldn't probably explain what it is, but you just know. I'd probably pick anything up. To be fair. No, I'm <laughs> wow. I'm I'm so, you, are, you are right. You are right. It does. Everything has to be tailored to you. So it's. I. Uh, it's those fine margins. Just a bit of a shit player. game, isn't it? Though. All right. <laughs> Golfer now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that wraps us up for episode 15. I hope you enjoyed it. Tom, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Yes, thank thanks for having me. Appreciate and uh, bring back some very good memories. Seems like such a long time ago. It's mad. And I'm really disappointed you didn't throw him under the bus. I was hoping you'd be some pro- Tell him how shitty he was, team, basically. Team love that. Crap <laughs> caddy. Worst yeah. caddy. <laughs> but, guys, no, thanks very much. And, uh, Thank you to Alex. It's on time this week, but not on a Thursday. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for reading your messages properly. Um, excellent. Thank you, Tom, and thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>